This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Tuesday, 12 December, Year of Our Lord, 2023. Uh, welcome uh, for the early evening edition. You had the late afternoon. Uh, this is the second hour or the fourth hour overall. Uh, Congressman uh, Bob Good joins us from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Congressman, here's what's interesting is that when you were named uh, head of the House Freedom Caucus or voted in the, be the House Freedom Caucus, Everybody asks, who's Bob Good? Our audience not only obviously knows you from your time, he said, that's a very logical choice, and we understand what he's unanimous. Good is one of the few people that come on here all the time and are deadly serious about the, the most significant crisis we have. Look, the border crisis, the invasion is, is, is republic ending, but this is something you can't reverse. We can reverse the invasion of the southern border. You can't reverse where we're going financially because it's just not going to be reversible if we keep waiting. So people are war and posse. I was in the chat rooms. Yeah, good is the right guy at the right time. Congressman, you've been on here. You're just on here last week before you ran, and you went through, I mean, a more sophisticated set of numbers than the Wall Street guys come up here. Our audience has one question. We understand you get it, and a handful of other individuals we have on the show constantly get it. What is the problem with the conference? Not the Congress, because you understand, what's the problem with the Congress, the conference, that they don't understand the urgency of the issue before us on this massive, on these massive deficits we're running on this out-of-control federal spending? You make a great point, Steve, uh, about the comparing the border crisis to the spending crisis. To your point, while we, I believe irreparable harm has been done in terms of who we've let in the country and the uh, those with terrorist ties, criminal backgrounds, trafficking, you know, all kinds of things into our drugs and child trafficking, sex trafficking, all the rest. And we're talking in the millions, as you know, and only time will tell the damage that's been done. But at least with a with a uh, with with good policy and a lawful president and a lawful administration, you can try to reverse that by deporting, ending all the policies that are that are allowing this to happen. But there's so many existential crises uh, threatening the country right now. The weak, which of themselves. In normal times, you might say this is the, the most dangerous, most harmful thing happening right now, whether it's the weakening of our military, whether it's the trampling on constitutional freedoms, a police state, a, 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 a department of injustice and a federal law enforcement gone rogue, uh, whether it is the, uh, the war on American energy and the climate environmental extremism, the undermining of the family and our values, just so many things. But you're, you're correct, Steve, the spending crisis, that more than anything else perhaps has that snowball effect where it's accumulating so fast and it's compounding so quickly now because as we layer on more and more debt, compounded by literally the higher interest rates with credit downgrades, which will further increase the interest rates, will further exacerbate the debt. And we're running a $200 billion deficit on a monthly basis. And we're acting like it's monopoly money. We're acting like it doesn't matter. We're acting like we don't really care or we don't really understand it. If not now, when? And if not us, who? You know, we, we no longer can just blame the Democrats. When I was 
my first two years, I'm in my third year of Congress, my first two years, I was in the minority on the budget committee. And we literally, I had the, the then budget chairman, Yarmouth from Michigan, or from Kentucky, I think it was, whatever state he was from. But uh, he said on the House floor when we were debating a, a spending bill, and I was talking about the, the then the $90,000 in debt per citizen. Now it's over 100000 per citizen uh, if you extrapolate $34 trillion to 330 million Americans. But he said, stop saying that. We're not asking anybody to pay that back as if it's not real. And here the budget chairman believed you could just print and borrow and there would have no consequence. But as you know, Steve, the days of spending without consequence are over with 40-year high inflation, 20-year high interest rates. People can't afford houses. They can't afford groceries. They can't afford gas. They can't afford utilities. Uh, and it's a direct result of bad policy. And unfortunately, the Republicans are not meeting the moment. Yes, there are, you know, I would say maybe 70 of my colleagues who are pretty strong on, on, the, on the budget side, but there's 220 of us. That's roughly a third of us. Uh, and, and we predicted that if we pass this latest continuing resolution that kept the Biden, Pelosi, Schumer's policies and spending levels that are destroying the country, if we kept in those, those in place and extended those to January 19 for part of the spending bills, February 2 for the other part, that we would stop working on our spending bills because we would relieve ourselves of the pressure of the calendar, the crisis of the calendar. And sure enough, we're not doing it now. Uh, there's been no activity, really, no meaningful activity on the spending bills once we pass that continuing resolution. And yes, the speaker needs to lead, but the Republican conference needs to stand behind the speaker and demonstrate the resolve and the willingness to do the right thing, to do the things that we ran on, to validate the trust the American people placed in us when they gave us the majority a year ago. Because guess what? When we run next year, what are we going to run on 36, 37 trillion dollars in debt and an unsecured border and say, hey, give us a larger majority and give us the Senate, give us the White House when we didn't throw down, draw a line in the sand and say not on our watch. We're not going to fund a government that continues to do this to the American people. Let me take this a different way. You come from one of the best districts in the country with, in my home state, some of the best folks. And, and these are, and by the way, these are kind people. These are nice people. The, when you go back and talk to the constituents, are they under any misapprehension or misguidance or misunderstanding about what some of the central issues are here, and particularly in spending? Did they not? Did they not get it? Do you have to convince them, or are they, where, where are their heads at on this right now? I, I think there's a greater understanding and a greater recognition than there's ever been before. And I try to plead and beg with my Republican colleagues to this effect that the American people know and they understand that we cannot continue this. Number one, they're feeling the effects like never before of the bad policy, where you saw the number that the average Thanksgiving dinner was 40 percent, four zero more expensive than it was when this president took office. That's crushing for regular folks. Uh, that the uh, gas prices are up, as we know, some 50%. That crushes people at the pump you know, a couple of times a week. Uh, that housing costs, when the average rental cost is over $2,000 a month now, how does a regular income family, a young family getting started, a young couple, a senior citizen, how do they afford that? And then you've got housing prices through the roof exacerbated by these interest rates that are intentional by the Biden Fed, who's trying to theoretically combat inflation that's not caused by a hot economy, but it's caused by the 
reckless, excessive, massive spending, and then they make it worse with the higher interest rates, you know, kind of a double whammy there on housing. So the American people are suffering from it like never before. And I think the majority of them, to your point back in my district, they realize that Washington is not working for them and they're getting very little from their federal government in exchange for how they're suffering from these bad policies. They see us spending massively and yet we're weakening our military. They see us spending massively and yet we're allowing an, not allowing help in an illegal invasion that's costing an estimated $450 billion a year. $450 billion. That, that's over $1,000 per U.S. citizen on an annualized basis for the border invasion. And they're giving away free stuff to illegals that we don't give to American citizens. Free travel, free housing, social services, free education, welfare, you name it. Uh, and so I think there's an opportunity for us to be honest with the American people, to tell the truth, to be the adults in the room and to make the tough choices and to bring fiscal restraint, fiscal responsibility. And to the point you made in the opening, Steve, every passing day, we worsen the current and the future pain that will be suffered by Americans as a result of our irresponsibility on spending. You brought up the stats. By the way, the only thing that I would like to add to that is the credit card situation. The credit cards, 1.2 trillion now of credit card debt, highest ever. It's a 30, 25 to 30% APR. When you add it all up, I think defaults are now 10%. Young generation under 35, they gap that paycheck to paycheck with the credit card. And when they get a bonus at the end of the year, it just goes down to pay the credit. They're on, <clears throat> they're on the hamster wheel. They'll never be able to yes. accumulate any capital for a down payment. It's, Sav- it's in a death spiral. You're, you're a generational savings death are down. spiral. Yes, savings are down. Retirement accounts are down. But yet debt is way up. There's some biblical principle. The borrower is a slave to the lender. That's true of our government. That's true of our citizens. It's true of individuals who are struggling under debt as well. So talk to me about, because in the age of social media, this is what for the political class, people will have you back. Talk about what you tried to do today on the Jobs Corps situation, where you have empirical evidence. Look, if a program's working, that's one thing. When a program's showing that it's not working, that's another. Walk through the Job Corps and how you couldn't convince the conference to have you back on this. Even today in my Ed and Workforce Committee, we were having what's called a markup where we're amending and debating a bill that we intend to bring to the floor. In this case, it was reauthorizing workforce program. Now you could argue the federal government shouldn't be in the business of uh, you know, workforce training programs. I, I would submit that's the worst way to spend money is through the federal government, the least efficient way for the least uh, lowest rate of return is the federal government. And Ronald Reagan famously said the only thing that's, there's nothing more permanent in this world than a government program. But here we have Job Corps. Job Corps is a failing program. It's fraught with uh, abuse. It's fraught with mismanagement. It's fraught with uh, uh, just fraud, if you will. And it has a 6%, six, single digit, 6% success rate, meaning measurable success rate, meaning those who come through the program who can demonstrate that it was Job Corps that helped them get a job, uh, 94% of them can't point to Job Corps. There's no evidence of it. 6% can. And we spend about $2 billion a year on the program. Now, that's small by Washington standards, sadly. It's a big, lot of money to, to obviously most Americans, including you and I, but, uh, but not to the federal government, I guess. And 
I had an amendment to eliminate the Job Corps program. And, and my, I said to my colleagues, isn't there any government program that should be eliminated? Is there no standard by which we would say, okay, this has failed, it's been given plenty of time, it's been decades, it's time to end this program. And I couldn't get a Republican majority to support me in eliminating Job Corps today in our Ed and Workforce Committee. And you know, Steve, many Republicans falsely believe that the way to the majority uh, next November is to be careful, to be tepid, to be benign, to be ben vanilla, to be almost Democrat light. Don't do, any, don't do anything bold and aggressive because you know we gotta be careful so that we can get the majority. But I think the, the road to the majority is to draw a clear contrast with the Democrats, to, to show the disparate vision for the future of the country and to show the American people what we would do if they would entrust us with full control of the government, a larger house majority, the control of the Senate and the White House, this is what we would do. And, and, and stand on the Hill and fight and say, hey, not on our watch that, you know, you, you don't get everything you want when you control the House majority, but the Senate can't force us to do anything unless we let them force us to do it. And, uh, you know, the Speaker doesn't have to bring anything to the floor that he doesn't want to bring to the floor, but the House majority has to have his back and stand with him and be willing to withstand the expiration. There's one we had not talked about, the expiration of FISA without the reforms that Andy Biggs has fought so hard for in that good bill that we're not getting brought to the floor, that we're not going to extend FISA without those reforms. And you know what? We're not going to fund the government at the current levels and the current policies, even if it means a temporary pause in government operations, the 15 percent of which is considered non-essential, that we're not afraid of that. And we're willing to, to stand together uh, on principle for the American people. Well, you're going to so walk us through that, you're, because Freedom Caucus are kind of the they say they're firebrands, but they're really it's a common sense caucus. You guys leave here Friday. You're not back to the ninth. The first wave of this is it hits the nineteenth. You're still. I think you pass one more. So you're 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 only you're you still haven't passed four appropriations bills, and some of the gnarly ones like justice you haven't gotten it really gotten into. Uh, you, you're going to vote on this NDA, which they slipped the FISA extension down. And the FISA extension. Let's talk about NDAA. We got doesn't talk. go to that, April. That's... The the the. the the 702 goes into 2025, so take the NDA first. How, how can we fight this? Because they're voting up on, in the Senate right now on cloture. Uh, how are we yeah. going to fight this NDAA? We needed to take down this NDAA. Everybody needs to reach out to their member of Congress, their senator, say, don't vote for this NDAA. It represents the worst in government. So I voted against the NDA, the National Defense Authorization Act, multiple times in the first two years when I was in Congress because it was, it was bad Democrat legislation. We passed a good NDAA uh, out of the House back in the summer, which had all the right reforms in it. It, it you know, eliminated transgender stuff and transgender surgery and transgender treatment for our military. It eliminated the focus on CRT and DEI and diversity for the sake of diversity. It eliminated the focus on climate initiatives, you know, like forcing our military into electric vehicles and things like that. It eliminated funding for abortion in our military, focused on force readiness, lethality, effectiveness. And then we're supposed to be in a conference committee. I have some good friends on the committee that are supposed to negotiate with the Senate. And instead of that happening, you had a backroom secret deal uh, negotiated by what they call the four corners, meaning the Senate majority leader, the Senate minority leader, the speaker and the House minority leader. And they're bringing under suspension of the rules so it requires a two-third vote to pass. The president supports it. That tells you enough right there. Uh, this, uh, Jeffries and Schumer support it. That tells you enough right there. 
And then to make it even worse, and, and by the way, so it has the, because it has the Democrat Senate priorities instead of the Republican House priorities, it stripped out most of the good reforms to reverse the harmful policies on our military that I just described for, that were in the House bill in the summertime. But to make it even worse, they're going to stick on it a FISA extension that doesn't have, you know, the, the reforms that are needed to protect American citizens. So out of fear that, gosh, if FISA expires at the end of the year, then, you know, we just can't tolerate. We've got to keep spying on U.S. citizens or allowing a rogue Department of Injustice and a rogue FBI to do that to American citizens that, hey, we got to just extend it without reforms. They're putting the two of them together to try to for get the vote on FISA that they don't think they can pass uh, on its own without the reforms, but attach it to the NDAA because some people are going to be afraid to vote against any kind of a defense bill, and maybe we can pass those together. But it takes two-thirds, so if we get enough Republicans to oppose it, uh, we can defeat it, and so everybody needs to let their member of Congress and their senator know that to oppose that NDAA. It's a bad bill, and it, sh it represents the worst in Washington. 202-225-3121 is the number. Call your House representative or your Senate uh, your senator and let him know. Give him the old what for. We've been working the phones on this for a couple of days. Huge. We're in posse turnout. Here's the question. How did how did the, how did Speaker Johnson understanding what a priority this was and all the fights that gone on in the spring and summer to get the, the correct bill passed out of committee? How did we get rolled on this? Well, I think it's a reflection of uh, we, we just don't have the muscle memory in negotiations uh, as, a, as a Republican House to, to learn how to be tough, to learn how to say no, to have walkaway leverage where we're willing to pass good stuff and leave town and leave it on the Senate. You know, we pass a good FISA reform bill and tell the Senate, if you don't want FISA to expire, pass our bill with our reforms that protect American citizens and we leave town. Or, you know, we pass our spending bills that fund the government appropriately and then we leave town. And we can't operate out of fear that the Senate might not take up what we pass because we are a bicameral body. We're responsible for what the House does. The American people didn't trust us with the majority of the Senate yet. They trust us with the majority of the House. But the Speaker has to have the Republican majority willing to stand with him and to weather those storms and to be resolved to show nerves of steel and not to cave and not to give in. Were you, uh, were you sad? Tell us about Zelensky's visit. It's been, you know, he had the thing in the Senate, J.D. Vance and some of the people come on the show. Uh, walked out or didn't show up. Uh, Senator Tuberville was blunt, as he normally is. Uh, we understand he met with Johnson. What, what's your perception of the House? And, and given that we can't afford, we're two and a half trillion short or two trillion short on the basic budget, what is the reception that Zelensky coming and talking to our military and then intruding into this huge fight on the budget and on the border? Where does, where does the supplemental stand in the House? Well, the speaker, I think, is holding strong. I certainly doing everything I can to persuade him to hold strong that we have funded Israel as a standalone, bipartisan. Twelve Democrats joined us in passing out of the House. We got the pay force, the offsets with the decrease in the $80 billion for the IRS expansion. It's showing fiscal responsibility. It's trying to get support to our friends in Israel. The Senate could pass it today, but they won't do it because they don't want it paid for. Number one. Number two, they don't care sufficiently about Israel, apparently. Number three, they don't want to reduce the expansion of the IRS. And number four, they want to hijack support for Israel with $92 billion that has nothing to do with Israel, which again represents the worst of Washington. 
And so the Senate and the White House are saying, hey, you can't support Israel unless you support Ukraine and Taiwan and humanitarian assistance, so-called for Hamas and other disaster relief assistance. And we got to borrow it from our kids and our grandkids. You know, $200 billion monthly deficit is not enough. Let's borrow another $100 billion for this supplemental. So far, the speaker's held strong. We're trying to certainly encourage him to do so. Uh, it's, it's critically important that we do so. And, and for that matter, there is not majority support in the House, I don't believe from a Republican standpoint, for Ukraine. And we have a majority of the majority rule in the House that you know that there ought not to be a bill brought to the floor uh, by the Speaker that uh, for Ukraine funding, just, just Ukraine, even as a standalone, unless the majority Republicans support it. And I would say that the only possibility that you could get a majority Republican support Ukraine funding right now would be secure the border first, which the administration doesn't want to do. Not that we're trading it, but we're certainly adamant that we're not going to vote to give any money to Ukraine under any circumstance without our border being secure and not a promise to secure it, but pass HR2, start implementing it, start bringing the numbers down. You remember, Stephen, you know this well, Jay Johnson, the Obama-Biden uh, Department of Homeland Security, DHS secretary, said if you ever got to 1,000 a day, it'd be an unmanageable crisis, and we're 10 to 12,000 a day right now, 10 times that number. So make them bring the numbers down. Then let's talk about Ukraine if, if you have a majority of Republicans who support it, but conditionally with a strategy, with transparency, with accountability, with and paid for, then I think you might better get majority support. You're probably not going to get me on that or, or my, my conservative colleagues on that. But, but without those, it's a non-starter. Uh, tell us, uh, if, let's take a, a minute or two. We've got a couple of minutes left. To, uh, where do you want to take? It's a great honor, and you're, you're in a great uh, lineage of heads of the Freedom Caucus. Where, where, do, you, where do you see taking? And, and your Freedom Caucus colleagues had to have a lot of faith in you. Where do you want to take this? Well, I'm, I just want to say I'm thankful. To, to, the Freedom Caucus has been just tremendous for me in my three years in Congress. I could imagine being in Congress without it. It's an iron sharpens iron, iron coalition. We debate and we battle and we vet and we test each other. And we're not monolithic. Our principles are the same and our vision for the country is the same. But the strategy, we have differences and we battle it out, and try to come to the best consensus. Scott Perry has been a great leader before him, Andy Biggs, and then down the line with Mark Jordan. Uh, but I'm just grateful that the, that the membership, the board, and the membership overwhelmingly supported me for, for chairman. I am humbled by that trust placed in me. I'm sobered by the responsibility. We want to continue to be the conservative conscience of the Republican majority, that we put the markers down, we help set the vision, we help drive the principles that we should be fighting for, and we help give the conference courage and resolve. Courage is contagious. It's in short supply in Washington. But that's what we want to be. You know, we want to have the wisdom to know what to do that's consistent with the principles that we ran on and the courage to follow through and deliver and not to be fearful and, and to do for the American people what we said we would do. And we want to be the leader on cutting spending, on securing our border, on defending our constitutional liberties. And most things fall under that. Congressman, how can people find out more about you? How can they follow this on a daily basis now that you're head of the Freedom Caucus? You're going to well, be in the middle of these fights, and of course, you're going to be you're going to be demonized even more. You've already been demonized, <laughs> so strap well, in. Uh, but this audience will have your it back. comes with the territory, but I believe the people back in my district have my back, and I'm thankful for that. But it's at Rep Bob Good on social media, good.house.gov, Bob uh, Good for Congress.com. Congressman, thank you uh, so much for taking the time, and thank you for stepping up and taking the chairmanship of the Freedom Caucus. Thank you, Steve. Just Great fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Great lineage. Uh, the Freedom Caucus guys have been around for a while, and they fought some tough fights. Don't agree with everything all the time. They're they're maybe he's not as protectionist as I am.
but uh or as the war room is but um really top-notch people just really great people have been such a uh and will be a key member of this fight on the budget 202-225-3121 make sure that you're calling now uh the ndaa is the first order of business make sure that you're uh you're up in people's grill on this we had a good bill not great but we had a very good bill in the summer of course they just completely dismissed that all the woken weaponizes back in uh, and remember, this authorization is must pass, but it ain't the end of the world if it don't pass. So uh, we got to fight this one. If they got to kick it down, if they got to stay longer through the holidays, there's there's not it's not holy writ that uh, or it's not the second law of thermodynamics. I say that they got to leave on Friday. I, I can't believe how many of you got three weeks off over the Christmas holidays, over the holiday season. We don't hear the war room. I'm not saying it's any big deal, but we're going to be up every day like we're normally up. Uh, and Real America's Voice is going to help us with some of the manning and staffing because people take time off for Christmas, as they should. But we're going to be up every day. Why, why are these guys not working? I want to make sure, also go to birchgold.com. Uh, Philip Patrick and the team, uh, make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team. And talk to them about the underlying geopolitical, financial, capital markets forces that are driving this dr pretty dramatic rise in gold to all-time highs. Make sure you understand it. We kind of lay out the macro for you, but make sure you understand it. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team about why our Federal Reserve, besides, you know, creating fiat money to, pay, to, to gap these deficits because the Chinese Communist Party won't buy the bonds anymore and the Japanese insurance companies won't buy the bonds. Why gold has become a hedge. It's been a hedge for 5,000 years. Why is it central to the world's economy today? Why are the BRICS nations, the nations that own the resources of the world, why are the BRICS nations buying gold at record rates in 22 and 23? Ask them. As I say, get a big pot of Warpath coffee. You're on the Warpath if you're in the war room. Go to warpath.coffee slash room to get your discounts. Warpath.coffee. Brew a big pot of, the, of my favorite, the dark roast. The dark roast blend, Mariner's blend, named after a sailor, and uh, sit down, have a cup of coffee, cut off the phone, cut off the computer, cut off the TV, listen to what Philip Patrick and his team say, and just think. Now's the time you have to think. You have to think about the future of the country. country. You have to think about your own personal future, future of your family, because we're in dire straits. Also, in this Christmas season, one of the things we're trying to help do is create an alternative patriot economy. Public Square, the guys at publicsquare.com are doing that. Remember, it's this app. It's also a website. Costs you nothing to list if you're an entrepreneur. Nothing. Totally free. And I think they have 50 or 60,000 companies up there, products and services. Also costs you nothing as a consumer to get on there. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and don't support your values. Publicsquare.com. Go check it out today. Short commercial break. Dr. Robert Epstein on the other side. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month. And our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value. Because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, 
Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every 10000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. EnviroCleanse just announced a huge holiday sale. Let me tell you why this is important. They're predicting another triple-demic this year, and the best way to fight a cold or flu is not to get it in the first place. That's why I got EnviroCleanse here in the war room in the Breitbart Embassy. The new science in home air purification is EnviroCleanse. The reason I love it, it was approved by the Department of Defense for use on Navy combatants. And as you guys know, I used to be on a Navy combatants. Now they have a limited-time holiday sale. You'll save 30%. This is a one-time good deal. So why did I choose EnviroCleanse over all the others? Because EnviroCleanse is proven to capture and destroy cold and flu viruses over other purifiers. EnviroCleanse military-grade technology wipes out bacteria, toxins, and mold that can make you sick. This is why the Navy chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. Get EnviroCleanse for your home. The viruses will take care. The viruses take down your family will be gone. Right now, you'll save 30% during their holiday sale. Plus, you get fast, free shipping. I'll repeat that, free shipping. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE30 for 30% off. ekpure.com, STEVE30 for 30% off. That's ekpure.com, code STEVE30, ekpure.com. Take action. Use your agency. Make sure you get ahead of this before flu season hits. Do it. Debt. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with Debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with Debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Donewithdebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Brother Lindell, uh, join us here. Tell me how we keep the factory floor open 
particularly through tonight. Tonight's the last night of the free shipping to get there by Christmas. So walk me through what our folks have to do. Where do they go? Yeah, what you, do they do? Yeah, yeah, the war room, you guys, we want to thank you and give back to you all. This is it. This is the last day. We're taking advantage of the free shipping to arrive by Christmas. Guaranteed to arrive by Christmas. It ends at midnight. Uh, you Right now, we have those flannel sheets, everybody. If you check out the flannel sheets we announced on the war room earlier last week, the flannel sheets are on sale. Uh, $29.99 plus free shipping on your entire order. There's the number. All my operators standing by 800-873-1062. And then we have, uh, if you all the stuff we have in, we just announced the uh, the down comforters. Get yourself a free gift. Take advantage of that free shipping. The down comforters are in. Uh, we have the, the, the MyPillow 2.0 I'm holding on right here. Uh, those are 50% off, on, but we have everything on sale, and this is it, everybody. There it is, the free shipping on your entire order. The down comforters, you've got to take advantage of them, everybody. But you see those go-anywhere pillows for $9.99. You can get all your Christmas gifts. They're the best gift ever. Get a whole, get, get them for everyone you know, and you get free shipping on the entire order. Uh, you can get the uh, um, all the Giza Dream Sheets are on sale. The towel sets are still $29.98. So this is the last day where everything's on sale. Your entire order is free shipping, yeah. and it's guaranteed by Christmas. And, Steve, yeah. we're going to extend that money-back guarantee to March 1st of 2024. But tonight they can go to midnight Eastern time. Is that basically it to do the uh, free shipping? Yeah, we're going. It's actually it's actually midnight. We're going midnight Central Time. You guys go right up to midnight Central Time, one o'clock Eastern. Midnight Central and, uh, Time. Yep, and take okay. it, uh, your order. Com, promo code promo code War Room free shipping up to midnight tonight Central, one o'clock in the morning Eastern. The, after that, you got to pay for the shipping because they can't. If you want it by Christmas, they can't guarantee it. If yeah, you right. if you don't care about when it arrives, can you still get the free shipping, Mike? Yeah, yes, you can tomorrow yet on that, absolutely. But after that, you guys, there'll be charges on the shipping. So take advantage of you want yeah. You want the guarantee that it gets her by Christmas, everybody. Thank you, brother. Mike, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll keep the factory floor 100%. Mike handed out the Christmas checks today. That's a big deal because that looked a little iffy a couple of months ago. I want to thank the Warren Posse yeah. for doing that. Mike Lindell, number 800-873-1062. Get on it right now. Mike Lindell's going to go back to work. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Really honored uh, to be part of this. Dr. Robert Epstein is going to testify tomorrow. It will be a with everything going on, NDAA, the budget, this the madness about they're going to vote tomorrow to impeach, move the inquiry to impeach Biden. The word is if they got enough votes for the inquiry, they're going to have enough votes for the impeachment. So many historic things. Maybe the most important, maybe Dr. Robert Epstein's testimony. The irony is he's going to go with a committee that's Amy Klobuchar. As you know, for our longtime viewers and listeners, uh, a real close ally of Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell is in Minnesota, been in Minnesota uh, all of his life. She's a obviously center of Minnesota and was one of his allies on the voting when he didn't really understand it years ago. Dr. Epstein, are you walking into a hostile environment tomorrow? I mean, why in the hell would they invite you when you're sitting there and show that how Google basically changes elections? Why? And, but Amy Klobuchar has been a warrior on elections up until she wasn't. Why? Why is she having you at her committee or subcommittee? Uh, and this thing's going to be streamed, and we're going to put it out everywhere. Why? Why are they doing that? 
to be honest with you, I think they invited me so they could try to tear me apart. Uh, they did a pre-interview with me yesterday, her staff did, and uh, wow, I've never had <laughs> such a tough interaction before. They they are looking for flaws in my work, and you know there aren't any. The, my written testimony that I submitted to them is 480 pages long because it attaches uh, my scientific papers that have been published. Uh, so the you know go ahead, let them try. But I mean that's I think I think that's why they invited me is just to tear me apart. What what um, in in that regard? We've had you on a number of times. Obvi audience obviously loves you, understands the logic behind this. And look, our, our audience are not PhDs in physics. What is it that they're attacking? When The angle of attack, what are, what are they questioning? Where, where's, where's the center of gravity of these questions they're asking you, trying to, quote-unquote, tear you apart? I have evidence that I've accumulated now with over more than 11 years of research that the big tech companies, Google especially, have been uh, deliberately interfering with our elections, uh, shifting more than 2.6 million votes to Hillary Clinton, more than 6 million votes uh, to Joe Biden. Uh, this next year, if we don't stop them, they can shift between 6.4 and 25.5 million votes to whoever the Democrats put up. And I lean in that direction myself, so hooray for them. Uh, but basically, I think they invited me because they they want to they want people believing that these tech companies are not messing with our elections, not messing with our kids. Uh, they just don't like my data, my message, the truth uh, that I have been uh, studying using very rigorous scientific methods, publishing in peer-reviewed journals. They just they want to discredit uh, my work, and you know I've I've seen this before. Uh, I don't like walking into hostile environments, but I'll do my best. Why would they do it now? I mean, why would they give you a platform? Because I know a lot of people are there. If people are going to be there. You've got a lot of supporters, particularly your methodology, not you even as a person. Your methodology has support. Your data has support. Why would they risk platforming you and profiling you to try to test it. I mean, what is it about what you're saying that scares them to the core, to the sense that they would even risk not just dismissing you, but feeling they had to bring you in to confront it head on? Well, if your audience right now, if you're they're near a computer or even a phone, goes to americasdigitalshield.com, that's Americas with an S, americasdigitalshield.com, you will see uh, what it is we're doing and you will see why this monitoring project that we've developed over the years and that we've spent $3 million developing just over the past year, this is Google's worst nightmare because uh, Google has a very strong social engineering agenda. They're very strong politically. And this system will stop them because it's preserving what inside Google they call ephemeral experiences. All these experiences we have online every day where we see some search results or news feeds or YouTube video sequences, it's all ephemeral. It, 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 it affects people. Uh, it can shift the opinions of undecided voters. And then it, boom, it just disappears. It's not stored anywhere. It leaves no paper trail. So in other words, they get away scot-free. What we've done is built a system which 
is capturing all this ephemeral content on multiple platforms. It's capturing it 24 hours a day right now through the computers of a politically balanced group of more than 13,000 registered voters in all 50 states. And we're still building it every day. We're adding another 30 to 60. Hang on. Memphis, Memphis, if you can just take it back down, I want to see the, the rolling numbers. <laughs> Explain this. Particularly, if you're taking the podcast, let's put the split screen back up. I, I want to split screen it, and I want to show, yeah, the number right there. Stay, keep it right there. For our podcast and radio audience, this is why you have this is why this is why you have to sign up for the newsletter. You'll get all the visuals. You'll be able to see this. Just hearing it is not as powerful. So, Doctor Jefferson, explain why that that thing's turning like the national debt clock. What, what is it actually monitoring? Uh, that is preserving ephemeral experiences that people around the country are having. Normally, that information is lost forever. Google doesn't want that information preserved. Google uses data like that to manipulate people and to indoctrinate our kids. If you scroll, and, and you see, as you can see there, we, this system that once we, once we fully implemented it a few months ago, it's captured so far nearly 66 million of these ephemeral experiences, and it's analyzing them in real time. So if you go down farther, you'll actually see images, uh, disturbing images of content uh, that YouTube, which is part of Google, is showing to our kids. A lot of it is highly sexual, highly violent. If you scroll down farther, you will see political bias on Google, Bing, and Yahoo. See all those those blue curves? Blue means yes. lib liberal bias. There's no there's no red. It's all liberal bias. If you go down farther to the two maps, this is the one I like the best. You go down farther to the two uh, USA maps. So now you're seeing. Here we go. This is my yep. favorite part. Okay, hold, so hold, the, hold on the maps right there, Memphis. Yep. Yeah, because the map on the left is showing a familiar map, which is, you know, the red states, the blue states, a couple of purple states. The map on the right is showing you the political bias of content that Google is sending to people right now. I mean, right this second. This is real time. In all 50 states, notice it's different shades of blue. In all 50 states, including every single red state. This shifts the voting preferences of people who are undecided, no matter what state they're in. And that's why Google is doing this. If you go down a little farther, you'll see how Google has flipped elections these are elections. We have long, long lists of these things, but these are just a, a small sample of some of the elections that Google has flipped in 2022 and 2020, including the presidential election 2020. We know how to, to, to redo the numbers. In other words, factor Google out of the vote. And what happens over and over again is when we factor Google out, the Republican wins. So Congress right now, has a two-seat uh, majority of Democrats. <clears throat> uh, sorry, the Senate does. Uh, if you factor Google out, the Republicans would have a, a majority of between two and eight seats if you just pull Google's influence out. In the House of Representatives, the Republicans have a very slim, I think it's down to a nine-seat uh, majority. 
And uh, if you factor Google out, the Republicans would have a majority right now in the House of Representatives of between 27 and 59 members. So that's why they, they don't want, they need to discredit this. They either need to shut us down because we have a big team of people working on this, nearly 50 people, and they either need to shut us down or shut me down, uh, or they need to somehow try to discredit this. And I think that's why I've been invited to testify. Is what Google's doing right now, doctor, is it illegal? I've been talking to uh, D.C. lawyers, uh, attorneys general in different states, there's some parts of this that almost certainly are illegal because they violate campaign finance laws, because these are the equivalent of very, very large political donations that are undeclared. They don't cost Google anything, but that's not the issue. The issue is how much would it cost you <laughs> to do what they're doing? When they put partisan go vote reminders on their home page, what would that cost you to do? Not that they would let you. But the point is, when they're, when they're telling mainly members of one party, go vote or register to vote or mail in your ballot, what would that cost you? So there are a couple legal theories here. What's critical is that we are, for the first time in history, we're preserving the data. Because so far, when people have tried to, to catch Google on these things, they don't have any data. It's all anecdotes. This is different. This is methodical. It's very rigorous. Uh, this is uh, this is court. We have court admissible data now in 15 states. We have monitors in all 50 states, but we have court admissible data in 15 states. What we're hoping is that we can raise sufficient funds so that by the time the primaries come and of course the election, that we have court admissible data in all 50 states. When we reach that point. These companies will back down. They cannot take the risk of having that much data, evidence, court admissible, brought against them. You're saying you could pre pretty much prove that these are massive in-kind donations, and obviously that's, uh, that's illegal unless you, you structure properly. Do you believe any of the uh, attorneys general, any state attorneys general, because this is a perfect, this is a per you so, sh showed the map, this is a perfect, uh, this is a perfect thing for them. Are, are states attorney generals like Paxson and these guys, some of the more aggressive ones, the ones in Missouri and Louisiana, have they shown any interest at all? Oh, I've been in touch with these guys for, for years. I've done private briefings uh, for uh, for the AGs. So, yeah, they're very interested. But, you know, so far it's all been kind of theoretical until we we got this system going. And, you know, this system is the real thing. It's It's a massive amount of data. Again, coming from uh, registered voters in all 50 states who are letting us use their computers to monitor the content. By the way, you can only get real content by looking over the shoulders of real voters. And that's very, very expensive because we have to, we approach 100 voters to get one person to agree to, to sign up this way. And I, in my opinion, these are patriots. These are people who are, who are doing a service uh, to our country. We only pay them uh, $25 a month. That's it. It's just a token fee. You know, fee. But now wow. we've got to find tens of thousands of Americans to step up and sponsor 
uh, our field agents. So if you go to sponsorafieldagent.com, you can help us with that. Can you give us that uh, address again, where they go? Sure. Sponsorafieldagent.com. Uh, we have another one, too, which is feed the, I think it's something like feedthewatchdogs.com. I don't know. I've got to look at <laughs> the other one. But sponsorafieldagent.com will definitely work. Uh, for this system to become self-sustaining, we're, we're going to need tens of thousands of people to step up and sponsor these, these amazing people who are letting us look over their shoulders electronically and capture the real content that these companies are sending them. And, this, and a lot of the content is biased, it's personalized, some of it is going to kids is frightening as, as can be, absolutely frightening. 2 p.m. tomorrow, give, give your social media, 2 p.m. tomorrow, we're gonna live stream this with commentary 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here from Washington, D.C. I think it's 3 p.m. Oh, excuse me, 3 p.m. Sure. We will double-check with Klobuchar's office. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be live-streaming on Getter and Rumble. I'll be up giving commentary. Uh, Before I let you go, Dr. Epstein, uh, your social media, where do people go? People can go to uh, techwatchproject.org. It's a good place. Or mygoogleresearch.com. Uh, but the main thing to look at, everyone, is look at what we've achieved. This is a $3 million system, americasdigitalshield.com. It's the first monitoring system of its kind in the world. It's the way to stop these companies from messing with our elections and indoctrinating our kids. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to watching tomorrow. Maybe get you on afterwards if you're still if you're still in one piece, if you haven't been torn yeah. apart by the... Uh... Uh, the junkyard dogs. Uh, I don't think so. I think you're going to come out pretty good, but that's what we look forward to watching. We'll see. Dr. Robert Epstein. Thank you, brother. Going to be interesting walking into the lion's den tomorrow. Uh, we're going to end. Uh, so one thing Biden's coming out is that we told you is, guess what? An executive order on, wait for it, the supply chains coming out of China on active pharmaceutical ingredients and the generic drugs. We've warned you now for years. Just played under my voice, boys. The lads, the um, the we've warned you for years that this was going to happen. That's why Jace Medical came up with a program to be able to stop that. Uh, JaceMedical.com. Go check it out. Make sure that the CCP can't shut down the supply chains and keep your medicines from you. Dr. Sean, the team took Rosemary Gibson's book and turned it into a business. JaceMedical.com. Go check it out. We're going to end with the Canon of Bannon by the great artist Nico. We'll see you back here at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern Standard Time, when you'll be in the war room.
for War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Soul Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 